And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. Is this your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. Eagle Whistler. The state will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Lou Ayers and Lionel Barrymore star in a medical drama on the story of Dr. Kildare going back to 1950. But it's time now for Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from... Mick Jagger songs, right? And a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Bob and I will try to name that tune, right, Lisa? Well, it's Rolling Stones. Okay, Rolling Stones. So any of the Rolling Stones are fair game. We've got Bob on the phone from Chicago. Hey, Bob. Hey, Bob. Hi, Carl. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, I listen to you all the time. Awesome. Uh, Thank you. I'm loving that newlywed game show theme song. (laughs) Thank you, Mike. Got it. So yeah. uh, this is the Rolling Stones. I hope you're a big fan, Bob. And you know what, Bob? I got to tell you something. You and I have something in common. I listen to us all the time, too. <laughs> he, he's not kidding, though, Bob. He literally does. Like, we get in the car. He's like, you want to hear some Hollywood 360? Yeah. I, sure. And then we get on the way home. How about a little more Hollywood 360? I, Bob, here's the okay. thing, you know. <laughs> Here's the thing. I like this show. He likes his own voice. I like the show. You know, I, I think I like what we do. He here. says, don't I sound good? Don't I sound oh, good? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's your baseball team doing? We're doing pretty darn good. I played today. I got a doubleheader Monday. I had two hits today. I had two hits today, Bob. So, uh, yeah, not bad. All right. Cubs well, are going to, cub, Cubs need me, I think. <laughs> the Cubs are calling <laughs> the, you anytime now. They need a 60 year old third baseman. You might be a little uh, long in the tooth for the Cubs. Yeah, they but... <laughs> need a 60 year old third baseman. <laughs> but you give that a try. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to play All a little right. Name That Tune, Rolling Stones. Carl is very good with the Rolling Stones. All so, right. got to be quick. Here is the first we're clip. Shouting but as, it soon, out. as soon as you know the title of the song, shout, shout it. it out. All Here right. you go. Sympathy for the devil. Sympathy for the devil. Oh. That was close, but Carl got you. Very, very close. I just beat him to it. That was great. Written by Mick Jagger and Keith Richards on their 1968 album, Beggar's Banquet. Beggar's Banquet. The original title of the song was The Devil Is My Name. Ah. That's a good one. I think, don't we use this as a theme song or no? Do we use this as theme? Maybe not. No, no, not anymore. Okay. Not yeah. All right. All right. So All right. Uh, I'm up one. There I'm you up go. one. All right. Here's it's the, early, though. Here's it's the next it's Rolling early, Stones Bob. song. Satisfaction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Good exactly job. right. Satisfaction, first released in 1965 on their fourth album, Out of Our Heads. 
Out of our heads. Out of our heads. Satisfaction <laughs> gave the Stones their very first number one hit. I was about in the to US. say I can't get no, but then it's but it's actually no, satisfaction. It's both. It's oh, satisfaction it? or I can't get no oh, satisfaction. Really? If I would have said I can't get no I would count it as wow. correct. All right, Bob's up. Yeah, you got one, it. One apiece. All right, I like this next song. Where will it lead us from here? Um That's um, that's Angie. Angie is right. That's featured on the 1973 album Goat's Head Soup. Yeah, Goat's Head Soup. And um, you know there was speculation that the song was about David Bowie's first wife, Angela. Yeah. Amongst other. Things. I think I could see you eating some goat's head soup. You'd like that, right? <laughs> goat's head soup. Yeah. The, would you like the vegetarian that? Vegetarian that you are. Even for a non-vegetarian, would you eat that? No. Bob? No. Are you Bob? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Am I goat's Bob? Head no, soup. I'm not Bob. <laughs> not Bob. No, you are not Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm up. I'm up one. I'm up Bob, one. my dad's name is Bob, too. There you go. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yes. It's Robert, but he goes by Bob with his... Mm-hmm. If you got to be yeah. a friend, though, call him Bob. So. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, here's the next song. This is the one that we use. No. Um, this is... Um... Oh, what is this again? This is on our theme song for Hollywood 360, and this is the one you don't know. Oh, my gosh. What is this? Um, oh, come on. Oh. I, um, I know. Oh, yeah, he said it. He said Bob it. Said give it. Me, that's give right. me shelter. Give me shelter is right. On the 1969 go, album Let It Lead, written by Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. And, uh, wow, you know, on their 50th anniversary tour, the Rolling Stones sang this song with Mary J. Blige and Lady Gaga. Yeah. What a event that was. I mean, the songs, that, I mean, the hits they had. Oh, yeah. I Man. Mean, these are six of, of many. Yes. Carl, this is your theme song. I know. I yes, could, I know. I, I, oh, I, I might need to pop another Provagen there. I don't know. You popping pills over there, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> it could be up. a problem. Bob and I are tied up. <laughs> oh, my. Okay, here's the next song. Beast of oh, Burden yeah. is right. Good ah, job, Bob. Good job. Uh, featured on the 1978 album Some Girls. And... Um, a lot of the lyrics on this song were improvised by Mick Jagger. Really? Yeah. Wow. Did you know that? Which is very unusual. I'm going to call Mick up and see if it's yeah. true. I don't yeah, know if should. I believe you. Maybe he's listening now and he's going to call us gonna, up and, and I'm going to call that. my buddy Mick up and see. Yeah. yeah. Give him a call. I call him Mick. Hey, hey Mick. What's I call up? him Mick, too. Hey, Mick. What's going on? You know? I call him Mick. It, yeah. was, it was a refreshing album. Uh, disco, it just come, you know, it was in full right. 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 Yeah, 1978. Out, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. Here's the last oh, one. How are we doing, guys? Bob's up by one. All right. Ready? <laughs> Yeah. 1966. Under my thumb. Oh, man, of course. Great job, Bob. That is absolutely right. He knows this is Rolling Stones. Yeah, on the album. Do you know the name of the album this is on? This is um, Tattoo You. No, it's no? not. It's, it's from not? Aftermath. I, I oh. It's Aftermath, 1966. Aftermath, huh? Yeah. Under my thumb. Under my thumb. Is a girl 
It's funny that you knew almost all of them except the one that is our theme song for Hollywood. I know. I couldn't, I couldn't remember that. Isn't that one. weird? Yeah. Um, well, Bob, you are an awesome player yes. and certainly a fan of the Stones and a fan of Hollywood 360. I'm gonna send Bob. Yes, I'm gonna send you some Twilight Zone radio drama CDs, Bob. We did that. That's real nice. Oh, you're welcome, man. And thanks for playing, buddy. Yeah, thanks a lot for calling. And really it's great appreciate to talk to you. you. Great yeah, to talk was, to you. I had a great time. Awesome, had, awesome. Had, Have a great night. When we, yeah. you got it. When we come back, it's the story of Doctor Kildare. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. My mom, who is 94, she's listening to the show right now. She listens every single week. This is one of her two favorite radio shows, My Mama Mia. She loves, of course, Life with Luigi and the story of Dr. Kildare. And this is for my mom, who is listening right now, the story of Dr. Kildare. Such a great medical drama, one of the only medical dramas on radio. It was based on the characters made popular by a series of MGM movies that um, that starred Lou Ayers and Lionel Barrymore, and they brought those two actors to the radio microphones to play Dr. Kildare and... Um, you know, uh, you know, in the radio version, along with Lou Ayers, uh, along with Lionel Barrymore as Dr. Gillespie. It was syndicated in 1950 and uh, was uh, was really great. And then it made a transition to television with different actors. Richard Chamberlain as Dr. Kildare and Raymond Massey as Dr. Gillespie. This is a broadcast from April 26, 1950. It's called The Warren Jackson Story. Here's part one of the story of Dr. Kildare. The story of Dr. Kildare. Whatsoever house I enter, there will I go for the benefit of the sick. Whatsoever things I see or hear concerning the life of men, I will keep silence thereon, counting such things to be held as sacred trusts. I will exercise my art solely for the cure of my... The story of Dr. Kildare, starring Lou Ayers and Lionel Barrymore. Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer brought you those famous motion pictures. Now this exciting, heartwarming series is heard on radio. In just a moment, the story of Dr. Kildare. Now the story of Dr. Kildare, starring Lou Ayers as Dr. Kildare and Lionel Barrymore as Dr. Gillespie. 
Blair General Hospital, one of the great citadels of American medicine. A clump of gray-white buildings planted deep in the heart of New York, the nerve center of medical progress, where great minds and skilled hands wage man's everlasting battle against death and disease. Blair General Hospital, where life begins, where life ends, where life goes on. Good morning, Dr. Kildare. Good morning, Molly. What are you doing here in Dr. Gillespie's outer office? Where's Nosey Parker? It's her day off. Well, you're supposed to be the head nurse around here. Somebody has to look after Dr. Gillespie. Oh, uh, you going in to see him now? Yes, he wants me to look at a patient with him. Take a good look at him, will you? He doesn't look very well to me this morning. Sure, I'll take a good look at him. Come in. Oh. Good morning, Dr. Gillespie. It's you, huh? Were you expecting someone else? No, not really. But a man can always hope, can't he? Look, you invited me down here. I'm not forcing my way in, you know. How do you feel? Now, don't start in on me. Start what on you? Oh, that how-do-you-feel routine. I've been getting that all morning. I feel fine. I never felt better. <coughs> I feel great. <coughs> Think I'll take your temperature. I don't need my temperature taken. Oh, these fledgling doctors that keep wanting to take temperatures all the time. Well, I've seen you in some bad humors, but you're really surpassing yourself this time. Oh, I feel fine. I feel fine, all I right, tell you. All right, you feel fine. Now, who's the patient you want me to see? <clears throat> He's in 303. His name is Warren Jackson. He was admitted last night. What's wrong with him? Well, that's what we got to find out. He attempted suicide. Oh? Oh. Slashed his wrist with a razor. Wife found him. Didn't do much damage, though. I want to know why he tried to commit suicide. He's newly married, apparently very happy. He's a successful insurance broker. There's no reason in the world for suicide. Was he sober? Completely. Yep. He should be waking by now. He's been under sedatives. Let's go and have a look. All right. Dr. Gillespie. I feel fine, just fine. Couldn't be feeling better. You feel fine. Well, you may feel just fine, but you look just lousy. I never look better either. You and Kildare are alarmists. That's what you are, Molly, alarmists. Nothing wrong with me at all. My color may be a little off. There's nothing wrong, though. I feel fine. Hey, your color is a little off at that. A man can't have any privacy in this hospital at all. We're going down to 303, Molly. Oh, Mrs. Warren Jackson just phoned. Hmm. She's on her way over to the hospital. You told her to come at 10 o'clock. All right. If she gets back before we do, ask her to wait. Yes, Dr. Gillespie. Yeah, thank you, Miss Bird. Come on, Jimmy. <coughs> ah, confound it. I do not have a cold. A man can sneeze, can't he? Who are you talking to? Talking to you. I didn't say a word. Well, maybe not orally, but I could feel what you were thinking. Guilty conscience. Now, get this through your head. you got a head. I am not sick. And no matter what you and Molly Bird do to me, you're not going to make me sick. Any more than you do already. Why, Dr. Lennon Gillespie. <laughs> oh, fiddle jump. My colleague, Dr. Kildare. How do you do, Doctor? Very happy to meet you, Mr. Jackson. And how do you feel? 
Too bad I bungled the job. Ah, oh, well, naturally, I can't agree with you there. Your wife is on her way over. We had quite a job getting her to go home last night, and she only went when we persuaded her that you were out of danger. I don't want to see her. What? I don't want to see her, I said. Well, then, of course, you don't have to see her, Mr. Jackson. Now, Dr. Gillespie, shall I ask the nurse to bring a sphygmomanometer? If you would, please. That's a frightening name for anything to have. <laughs> well, we just want to test your blood pressure. It'll be right here, Dr. Gillespie. Oh, while you take care of Mr. Jackson, perhaps I should speak to your 10 o'clock appointment. Oh, I'd appreciate it very much, Gillespie. I'll take care of it right away. Uh, uh... You mean to say that my husband refuses to see me? He's very ill. He's not himself. Don't let yourself be hurt but by why? this. But why? Why? Mrs. Jackson, have you any idea why your husband would wish to end his life? No, I, I haven't. Has he been ill? No. Not since our marriage. Before your marriage? Not that I know of. Oh, he told me he's had trouble with asthma and hay fever, but he, he never spoke of anything serious. I see. How about headaches? Has he complained of those? Well, yes, he, he has had some headaches, but he's been working very long hours. He, he works much too hard. Well, why did you ask that? Oh, Mrs. Jackson, I think your husband tried to end his life because of illness. I think it was that same illness that prompted him to refuse to see you this morning. But if you're ill and, and you love someone, you, you normally want them I by know. you. But your husband isn't normal right now. What's wrong with him? I don't know yet. I have a theory, but it's going to take some study. What did Jackson's test show? His blood pressure is very low, and his pulse is very weak. That's a sick boy, I know that. Oh, did you notice those rough spots on his skin? Yeah, 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 yeah. He kept scratching them. He told me that during the past week he'd fainted several times in the office, that he had difficulty in breathing, and then he'd get waves of nausea. Those could be symptoms of a lot of things, of course. Well, the rough skin might indicate an allergy of some sort. That was my thought, too. I think we'll proceed with the allergy test. Can't do any harm. Allergy illnesses have been known to provoke suicidal tendencies in patients before. Mm. It's worth some investigation. <sighs> I'm tired. Must be almost lunchtime. Well, not for two hours. Now, you sit down in that chair. I'm going to take your temperature. No, you're not going to do any such thing. What's the matter? Afraid you'll have one? Oh, I'm not afraid I'll have one. I know, doggone well, I haven't got a temperature. I've just got the sniffles. It's the change in the weather. Well, it won't take long to take your temperature and find... Oh, go and take your thermometer and eat it. Very well, if that's your attitude. Miss Bird. Yes, Dr. Kildare. Can you get Dr. Carew on the phone for me, please? What are you going to do? Just going to tell Dr. Carew that you don't look at all well and that you won't cooperate in the simple precautionary method of having your temperature. Ah, you're a tattletale, that's what you are. No. I'll bet you were a nasty little boy. Do I take the temperature or does Dr. Carew? Oh, go on ahead and take it if it'll make you feel any better. Oh, uh, <clears throat> may I, Doctor? Help yourself, Molly. Huh. Here you are, Dr. Gillespie. 
Close those pretty little pearls of yours on this. Gosh, splotch. What would you say about a famous diagnostician, Molly, who could diagnose everyone's ailments except his own? I'd say he wasn't as much of a diagnostician as he makes himself out to be. Oh, see, I'm not going to put up with all Mm -hmm. this. Keep the lips gently closed and the thermometer under the tongue. That's better. What do you think he's got, Dr. Kildare? If he's got what I think he might have, he's not going to be fit to live with. We'd better see if we can get him in another hospital. I've stood all I'm going Uh, uh, to. uh, uh, Lips closed, thermometer under the tongue. Well, what do you think he's got? Something worse than a cold? I'm not going to say until I see how he looks tomorrow, but I have a pretty good idea, and so does he. Simply won't admit it. Well, I think that thermometer should be just about cooked by now, so I'll take it out. Yes. You two think you're very funny. Gosh. Well, young fellow, you are hereby and officially ordered to bed. Let me see that thermometer. Well, I'll be in a... Comes as a surprise, does it? What do you know? Well, I did think I was feeling a mite groggy. You sure you didn't have that thermometer under the hot water tap? You saw me shake it down. Molly, get a room for Dr. Gillespie. Um, isolation room. What? Uh, isolation room? You know why, don't you, Dr. Gillespie? Ah, you don't have that. I couldn't possibly have that. Why not? I'm too old, for one reason. You know your medical history well enough to know that men of 99 have come down with it. Nah. Say... Would it be asking too much to ask what you two are talking about? Yeah, it certainly would. Besides, I don't have any outward signs to indicate... Ever had them? Oh, I must have. But you don't really know. No, I don't really know. Well, then we'll know better tomorrow. Uh, That's what you do have. You know yourself. We can't take any chances. Uh, splots. Double splots. This was a very popular series on Radio Lisa. My mom and her brothers, they used to listen to the show live on the radio back in the 40s and 50s, and they would play Dr. Kildare. They would they would uh, put, like, their pajamas on and run around the house, Dr. Kildare, Dr. Dr. Kildare. Kildare. <laughs> so like cute. how I do, how I run around the station. I won, I won. I, won. I, won. I beat the caller, I beat the... <laughs> You have to jump up and down and wave your arms around a little bit. So we're listening to (laughs) we're listening to the story of Doctor Kildare, the um, Warren Jackson case. Lou Ayers and Lionel Barrymore, who played these characters in a series of movies, a bunch of movies for MGM, are listening to the radio show, and we'll get back to it in a flash. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. 
Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Well, we've had an overwhelming response to our 60 shows for 60 bucks. In fact, Lisa's on the phone right now talking to a Hollywood 360 listener uh, who is ordering 60 classic radio shows on 30 CDs for only 60 bucks, a buck a show. And uh, just want to remind you, if you do want to order this, uh, it's while supplies last. You can call us tonight. We'll take your order. Uh, either Lisa or I will talk to you and take your order. And it's always such an honor to talk to our listeners. The number is 815-900-7535. 815-900-7535. I do want to uh, remind you, though, that most of these CDs are from our Classic Radio Club CD set. So if you are a Classic Radio Club member, there is a good chance you're going to receive duplicate CDs. So I would say maybe don't order these if you're a Classic Radio Club member. This is um, kind of cleaning out the warehouse. These are brand-new CDs. We always order extra each month when we, uh, when we uh, order these uh, CDs from the manufacturer to make sure that we can fill all the orders. So we have extras, and uh, that's what these are. They come with the liner notes, and you're only paying our manufacturing costs. We're not uh, marking these up at all. It's a dollar a show. That's what it costs me to manufacture them. So um, 30 CDs, $60, you'll get 60 half-hour shows plus the liner notes. If you want to call us tonight, you'll talk to me or Lisa, 815-900-7535. Once again, 815-900-7535. We sure do appreciate you. And if we don't answer, just leave your name and phone number, and we'll call you back um, as soon as we possibly can because we're on the radio and also taking orders. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I have a few thousand CDs in the warehouse um, and we, uh, we'd like to clean out the warehouse at our manufacturing costs, 815-900-7535. We're listening to The Story of Dr. Kildare, starring Lou Ayers and Lionel Barrymore. Here's the conclusion. Well, Mr. Jackson, Dr. Gillespie is ill, and if you don't mind, I'm taking over your case. Well, I don't mind. It's about time I was getting out of here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had any allergy tests? Oh, I had a few tests when I was treated for hay fever. I'd like to have you stay at the hospital a couple of days for a series of tests. You may be able to find out what the root of your trouble is. You don't have to put me through any tests to find that out, Dr. Kildare. The root of my trouble is the root of all evil, money. Mm-hmm. I see. You see, I, I've taken on quite a few extra responsibilities lately. New home, new car. I went in a little too deep, I guess. Been working late, trying to pick up some extra commissions, but haven't had too much luck. Mm-hmm. You're in love with your wife, aren't you? Very much. Well, then, how would you account for it? My trying suicide? Mm. Oh, I, I got pretty depressed the other night. I've been feeling so rotten, and old Ellen and I had a fight about money. 
I got to thinking that she'd be better off without me. My health seems to be completely shot. Nah, don't scratch your face like that. You'll only make the rash worse. Yeah. I'm going to order a shot of adrenaline for you. That'll relieve your discomfort. Now, look here, Mr. Jackson. I think I can help you. I'm convinced that your state of mind, though, as well as your health, is caused by an allergic condition. Will you give me a chance to find out? You mean, you really think you can fix me up? I'm going to do my best. Okay, Doc. Well, I guess you've got yourself a patient. Just as I thought. Uh, for your information, my temperature is 103, and I feel terrible. I can't chew and I can't swallow. Uh, I sure got a beautiful case of them, though. Never seen a better case in my life. When I get anything, I get it good. I suppose they know all over the hospital about it now. Must look like a perfect fool. Not at all. It just look as though you had a perfect case of the mumps. Mumps? Bah. Isn't that shocking? Then I'll tell you something. They're not a bit unbecoming. Kildare, come closer and let me breathe on you. <laughs> I've had the mumps. You have. There's no justice in this world. There's no justice at all. Return to the story of Dr. Kildare in just a moment. Now we continue with the story of Dr. Kildare, starring Lou Ayers as Dr. Kildare and Lionel Barrymore as Dr. Gillespie. Good evening, Dr. Gillespie. How are the three of you this evening? Oh, you'll be sorry you asked that. When did I become a plural? I was referring to you and your two mumps. They're thriving. The swelling is spread to the submaxillary and sublingual glands beneath the jaw. Thank you, Doctor. Makes my work just that much easier. It also keeps you from poking around my mumps. Has he been a good patient today, Molly? Has he been a good patient? Huh? Blair Hospital hasn't seen such a commotion since he got the German measles during the First World War. Man, I'm a sick man, a sick, sick man. Well, now it's time for his throat application. You'll see how he acts. I don't want another hot strip of flannel around my throat. That's a lot of nonsense anyway. You see? Go get it, Molly. Mm -hmm. Yes, Dr. Kildare. I'm not going to have it. I know as much about medicine as you do, and I tell you, it's a lot of nonsense. It's your own prescription. What? I looked it up in your book. Uh, Every 20 to 30 minutes, put hot applications to the patient's throat, consisting of 5% guaiacol in glycerin to be rotated by 2% menthol in lanolin. That's a pretty low trick, Kildare. A pretty low trick. Prying into a man's books when he isn't around to defend himself. Besides, I can't stand the smell of menthol. Here's the application. Put it on him. Okay. Now! I swear I'll never prescribe this treatment to another human being in the world. Say, my stomach hurts. It does? Molly, suppose we put hot applications on his tummy. Oh, no, get out here. Let me die in peace. All right, then we'll dispense with the stomach treatment for the yeah. moment. But if you have any more trouble in that region, 
I've found several prescriptions of yours, old ones that are real dillies. You will pay for this, Kildare. You will pay for this when I get out of this bed. I know. That's why I got to get my licks in now. Uh, seriously, though, I'm sure you know how important it is for you to keep warm and quiet. We can kid about it all we want, but mumps can turn out to be very dangerous, and no one knows that better than you. Yes, teacher. Well, I'm going down. See Mr. Jackson now? Oh, how are his tests coming? Well, so far, all I've been able to discover is what he's not allergic to. He's been injected with dust molds, pollen, animal hair, feathers, various medical drugs... He's been put on several different kinds of diets, and all the results have been negative. He hasn't improved any since he's been here, either. Mm. His eyes have become very puffy. Might be allergic to something in the hospital. Yes. Possibly you. Possibly. Except that he was having these attacks before he knew me. Mm. He's getting pyrobenzamine now. That's giving him some relief. Has the man been given anything externally that might affect him? Have you checked his toilet preparations, toothpaste and soap, shaving lotion? I'm doing that tonight. Mm. I'll be in to see you again first thing in the morning. Mm. Be sure he gets that next application in 15 minutes, Molly. Yes, Dr. Kildare. Yeah, I wish you had the mumps and I was treating you. I don't blame you, Doctor, but say la vie, say la vie. How do you feel this evening, Mr. Jackson? Oh, I don't know. I don't think there's much good going to come of all this, Dr. Kildare. I don't feel that way. These things take time. They're real riddles. You have to have patience. One man is allergic to wool. Another's allergic to a bit of pollen. Or to a spice or some other seasoning. He may be allergic to an animal or to a blossom of some sort. That's a long hunt to narrow the world down until you find one man's enemy. But once you've found it, you can help him. But you'll have to have patience. And so will I. Okay. Where do we go from here? Uh, what kind of shaving lotion do you use? Normally, I use a special prescription. I got it from a doctor in Iowa. He said it'd be easier on my skin. May I take a little of it? I'd like to have it analyzed. Sure you can, but I haven't any of it here. You'll have to ask my wife to bring some over. What have you been using here? Well, the hospital brought some up. It's there on the dressing. No. I think I'll take that along, too. Well, I'll see you tomorrow, Mr. Jackson. Maybe I'll have something more encouraging to tell you then. Yeah, say, Doc, if my wife brings the lotion over, I... I, uh, I'd kind of like to see her. She's willing to see me. Willing? All she's been waiting for is word that you want to see her. I do want to see her. Very much. All right. I'll have her bring over the lotion, and you can see her for a few minutes this evening. Thanks, Dr. Kildare. I, uh, I appreciate that very much. Hello, laboratory. This is Dr. Kildare. I want tests made immediately on two types of shaving lotion I'm sending down to you. That's right. Let me know as soon as you can, will you? Thanks. Good morning, Dr. Gillespie. Glad to see that you're coming along so nicely. Ah, oh, good morning yourself. Now why do you come in here to inflict on my poor, helpless body? Would you prefer that I went away? Oh, I certainly would. All right, I'll go. Just wanted to tell you that I think I've isolated Jackson's allergy, but... Oh, come here, come here, come back here. What is it? I think he's allergic to orris root. Orris root? Yes. Mm. He had a prescription shaving lotion that didn't use orris. But the lotion he was using here at the hospital did contain it. Mm. As I told you, his condition has been worse since he's been in the hospital. 
I've given orders now that he's not to use anything containing orris root. So we'll watch and see what happens. Well, I certainly hope you're on the right track. When do you intend to let me up, by the way? My temperature's down and the swelling's going down. Well, I'll let you know. How's your pancreas? Oh, mind your own pancreas. Shall I conduct an examination, or do you care to tell me? My pancreas is all right. Scout's on it? Scout's on it. Now, leave me alone. All right. Oh, oh, yes. Here, brought you a nice iron tonic you can start taking today. Iron tonic. I don't need an iron tonic. By your own hand, it is written. Quote, an iron tonic should be given patient during convalescence. Unquote. Ah, all right. Leave it on the table. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take anything. Now go back to your orris root and give me a chance to convalesce, will you? Well, Mr. Jackson, it's good to see you on your feet again. Isn't it? I don't mind telling you, I feel like the beginning of a new man. I can't get over the fact that I was the cause of Warren's illness. It wasn't you, Mrs. Jackson. It was the perfume you used. It contained a great quantity of orris. Warren gave me the perfume as a wedding present. <laughs> I certainly didn't know what I was no. doing. How long will you be treating him, Dr. Kildare? Well, he'll have to come in quite regularly for shots for a while. We're giving him orris hypodermically now in very small doses, which will gradually increase until we build up an immunity and he'll be able to lead a normal life. Well, I certainly thank you, Dr. Kildare. You've made a great difference in the world as far as I'm concerned. I'm glad to hear that. Dr. Gillespie. Hello, Dr. Gillespie. <laughs> this is my first day up, too. But I didn't want you to leave the hospital without my having a chance to see you and wish you well. Thank you, Dr. Gillespie. Next. You'll be seeing a lot of me. I have to come back for shots. Here, now, sit down, Dr. Gillespie. Don't overdo things. Still under doctor's orders, you know. Uh, Careful. Remember, you're among patients. Well, we'd better be going. Thank you both again. Yes, thank you for saving my life, Dr. Gillespie. And thank you, Dr. Kildare, for making it worthwhile. I'll see you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <sighs> all right, all right, all right. So it was Horace Road. Yeah. You don't have to look so smug about it. Strange, isn't it? How a little thing like an allergy can have such a depressing effect on a man that it can drive him to suicide. Oh, I don't think it's so strange. Don't think it's strange at all. I'm getting more and more allergic to you every day. Mm. Well, I think you should be back in bed. Been up just about long enough for your first day. You know, you have all the makings of a first-class bully. I shouldn't be a bit surprised. You see, I was taught by one of the greatest bullies in the world. Mm. Dr. Leonard Gillespie himself. Ah, oh, splash. And double splash. In just a moment, we will return to the story of Dr. Kildare. And now, once again, the story of Dr. Kildare, starring Lou Ayers as Dr. Kildare and Lionel Barrymore as Dr. Gillespie. Come in. Oh, Dr. Gillespie. Come in, come in. How do you feel? Oh, I feel fine, fine. How do you feel? Oh, I, I feel all right. 
You sound a little hoarse to me. Oh, my slight sore throat. No, nothing serious. Well, well, suppose we just take your temperature and find out. Now, look here, I've had the mumps. Well, son, I got some news for you. Unless I'm not the diagnostician I think I am, you are about to have the mumps again. Ah, it's impossible. I looked up your record. You had them when you were ten years old, and it is recorded in your very own handwriting that you only had them on one side. Oh, no. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So open the mouth. Yes, yes. We'll put the thermometer under the tongue. No, there's no justice. Absolutely the no thermometer justice. thermometer under the tongue. Under the... That's right. <laughs> what are you laughing at? An old adage, Doctor. An old, old adage. He laughs best who laughs last. <laughs> Dr. Kildare, you are hereby and officially ordered to bed. <laughs> you have just heard the story of Dr. Kildare, starring Lou Ayers and Lionel Barrymore. This program was written by Gene Holloway and directed by William P. Russo. Original music was composed and conducted by Walter Schumann. Dick Joy speaking. All right, that's the story of Dr. Kildare, the Warren Jackson case. Lou Ayers and Lionel Barrymore starring in that April 26, 1950. That was an MGM syndication. MGM, Metro Golden Mayor, they got into the radio syndication business. They felt, you know what? We have these great, you know, film series, the Andy Hardy series. We have the uh, Dr. Kildare series. And so they were like, Let's put them on radio and syndicate them to radio stations. Why not? Right, Lisa? Um, They did a great job. Yes? Yes. Yes. Whatever you say, Carl. People people can't hear you nodding. Well, there's nothing for me to say. I'm listening. There's nothing for you to say? Not at this exact moment. Oh, okay. You seem to be quite talkative all on your own. I'm like, I'm talking to her. I'm listening to you. And she's nodding to me. I'm listening. There's no response necessary. Well, the listeners like to hear your voice. Hear me say. There's a smile in in your voice. I know, but you're not asking me anything and you're not Did you like that radio show? Oh, well, now that's a question I will (laughs) respond. Yes, I do appreciate Dr. Kildare. Thank you for asking, Carl. And thanks for talking to so many of our listeners. I've I'm been having a lot of fun too. connecting fun. with them. Yeah. Hey, you know what else is fun? I have it right here. The newest issue of Good Old Days, you know, Good Old Days magazine. And I got to tell you, every two months I get the new one. It's in my mailbox and I'm like, ooh, the Good Old Days magazine is here. And I right away thumb through it because there's all kinds of articles about just that, the good old days. And uh, I'm very honored to write a full page. They used to give me a half a page. They've expanded me, Lisa. Wow, Carl. Sort of like how my stomach's been expanding right. lately. It's just everything Same gets bigger. sort of, and I have to use a different notch on my belt now. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Same sort of thing. They've expanded me to a full page wow, in the who, Good Old Days magazine. Why would they do that? Carl? And I write about a classic radio series, and in the yeah, ju- you do in, a great job. Thank in the you article. very much. In the July August issue, 
I write about dangerous assignment. He never knew where the next villain was coming from by Carl Amari. You know who that is, don't you? Very impressed. It's your (laughs) co-host for the last 16 years. True. And then it goes on. Movie actor Brian Don Levy starred on radio's most popular spy series, Dangerous Assignment, on and on and on and on for a full page. There's a picture of Brian Don Levy there. And then there's a special website you can log on to to download a Dangerous Assignment radio show. So that's what I do each uh, each issue of the Good Old Days magazine. But there's all kinds of, you know, cooking recipes, original illustrations, nostalgic stories, vintage photos, quizzes, you name it. And we have been working with Good Old Days for a long time. And one of the reasons why is because if we were a magazine, if our radio show was a magazine, it would look just like this magazine. So uh, our listeners love subscribing to Good Old Days Magazine. We made it very easy for you. Go to our website, hollywood360radio.com. Scroll down to the Good Old Days banner. Click, and you will receive a two-year subscription for the price of only, you ready for this, $18. Normally it's $71.88, but our listeners only pay $18. That is a 75% saving, so it's quite an offer. Plus, they're going to send you a free gift. So sign up for a two-year subscription. That's 12 issues, only $18. Amazing. I'm a huge fan of this magazine, and I know our listeners will be too. Go to Hollywood360radio.com, click the Good Old Days banner, and save and enjoy. All right, time for this month in music history. All right, terrific. We're going back to 1961 with this song. Take good care of my baby. So who made this song famous? No, Um, I don't know. All right, so it was written by Carol King. Carol King. Written by and made famous by Bobby V. Bobby V. That's the version that you're listening to right now. Bobby V. V E. Huh? It's V E E. V E E. Yeah, Bobby V. It's a good tune. It is. I mean, I pick only the best. Uh I know you do. For Hollywood 360. Yes, you do. Thanks, Lisa Wolf. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Next hour, Raymond Burr stars on Fort Laramie. But first, it's Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The Music Edition. That's right. Songs about best friends. Hmm. Ah, all right. We'll see. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.